Hello, and welcome to Not So Vanilla. Thank you so much for listening in. I am your host, Chloe, a woman in her 30s who has started to follow what you could say or what society seems to deem as a bit of a non-traditional life. I don't have kids, though I am recently an auntie, which we're thrilled about. I am single. Well, kind of. We'll get into that. Uh, I do have a dog. His name is Theo, and I have a large amount of indoor houseplants. Now, for a long time, I am someone who has suffered from a bit of an identity crisis, you know, not really understanding who I intrinsically am, what I want, and what my real life purpose is. I've changed careers multiple times after spending years doing a degree I didn't pursue. And after thinking I had my life planned out for me, well, maybe the next three to five years, I got made redundant. And honestly, I'm still working it all out. I've dated lots, countless dates, oh, many relationships that haven't worked out. Sometimes I like to think I'm the equivalent of a good luck chuck, you know. I look at my past relationships, they're all loved up, married, and I'm like, I'm really glad that I set you up for your future. So good for you. Um, I've loved more than once. I've had my heart broken and I've broken others. I've struggled with my sexuality and only now in my 30s have I really come to terms with that and am finally okay with it. And I've made mistakes, some terrible life decisions, those big ones where you learn, I'd say, the best life lessons. And as my mum likes to say, I'm always someone that has to learn the biggest lessons the hardest way. So there you go. Recently, I would say over the last few years, after I clocked 30, 30 really, and especially over the last six months or so, I've spent a lot of time doing all this inward work on understanding who I am and acknowledging it. And I feel that I'm now at a stage where I have almost fully accepted myself, but it has taken a hell of a lot of work to get there. What's really important to me now, though, is being able to express my most authentic self, you know, whether that's romantically, in relationships, friendships, business, work, life in general. And I want to be able to open up a platform or a community, a space, whatever you want to call it, for people like yourselves who want to live their most authentic life too. You know, perhaps you're struggling to be comfortable with who you are or want to be. Maybe you don't even know what that is yet. Maybe you're also going through an identity crisis. Maybe you're feeling a bit lost. You're at a crossroads. You're not sure where your life is headed and you're not really sure how to take control of that. You know, you might have these crazy dreams that have always seemed so far away or so far out of reach, but what if they're not, you know, you deserve to live your life exactly how you want to live it. And this is what I want to educate you on and help you through on this podcast. So a little bit more about why this podcast, you know, why have I jumped on here and decided to speak to the whole world? I, I've always felt that I've had a voice, uh, well, obviously I've got a voice science, but um, a voice for people that don't feel like they necessarily follow that straight and narrow, you know, the ones that have been called crazy, the wild ones, the ones that always have a good story, guilty as charged, but also I'm here to talk about those topics that were not meant to. So up until now, I guess I've never really known how to express that, but I thought, stuff it. Let's talk about it. Let's get it on a podcast. Let's have some conversations. So, you know, maybe you've been dating your whole life, but nothing has really stuck. Maybe the life of monogamy isn't for you. Have you ever thought about an open relationship? Maybe you have, but you don't know where to start or you don't know how to manage that. Let's talk about it. Or maybe you're just not attracting the right people because you don't even know who you are yet or what you really want. 
So let's have that conversation. You know, you might want to talk about your job, how much money you should be making. Let's talk pay rises. Let's talk salary. How much money are you making and how much money do you want to make? Do you know how to have those conversations where you can talk about your worth, bring your value to the table and ask for what you should get or what you really deserve? You know, let's let's talk about how to structure those conversations and how to have that confidence to be able to walk in um, and really bring your value, as I said, to the table. You know, are you someone that's doing it all by yourself, uh, but you still want a little protege of your own, or as I like to say, mini me? Let's talk sperm banks, donors, or baby catalogs. My mum would be mortified at that. I'm sorry, mum. <laughs> um, are you tired of the corporate slog? You know. You want to figure out how you can turn those little passion projects that you have into reality. Let's talk side hustles. Are you someone maybe that's trying to struggle to fit it all in? You're trying to work it all out. You're meeting the daily demands of being that hustling, striving for better, being your best self and what everyone else thinks you should be. Let's talk about balance, prioritization and building the life that you want, not what everyone else thinks you should be doing. Now, this last topic, and it may come as a shock to you, may not, depending on whether you've looked at the title or the cover of this podcast, but here we go. We're going to talk about sex. Yep. Sex, sexuality, owning that, lifting the hood, so to speak, (laughs) talking about a sexual awakening and just being sexually healthy. And no, I don't mean getting your regular checkups. I mean, understanding your own sexuality and what that represents for you. You know, this is a space for you. If you want to talk about that, you want to express it. And uh, honestly, like me, a little bit over this whole thing of not being able to talk about sex. Why can't we? I love that we are being more encouraged to talk, speak more openly about it. It's one of the most natural things we can do, mostly. So I think it seems a little bit strange that we've been, I don't know, hush-hushed about talking about it. You know, honestly, I feel that there are a lot of people out there that have these little kinks, hidden desires that perhaps feel a bit ashamed around, um, embarrassed, and they don't know how to be open about these desires with their partner or really how to talk to talk to yourself about it and be okay with what you really want. So let's talk about how you can have those conversations with your significant other and with yourself. Let's talk about what sex means to you, what you like, what your desires are, and let's remove all the judgment. You know, let's create a safe space. For the better part of my 33 years, I was in denial of my own sexuality. I'm bisexual, by the way, surprise, if you didn't know that. Um, And for the better part of my 20s, I spent all this time just feeling embarrassed, feeling ashamed, in disgust with myself. I just could not accept who I really was or what I really wanted And it was a pretty miserable time. You know, I was living a life where I wasn't authentically being me. Um, I was trying to, you know, hide these desires away, um, bury them deep within, not acknowledge them, not be okay with it. And when I look back at my 20s, I did all these things to try and cover that up and to try and hide it. And it's pretty sad when you look back on that because you put yourself through all this torture because you just couldn't accept who you really are and or you didn't know how to how to acknowledge that or how to live your life how you should live it and I want to I want to show you how to overcome those obstacles like overcome those 
awakening parts of your life where you you do want to live your most authentic life but you you just don't know how so this is all about completely owning who you are and being okay with it because once you do that you will find that things in your life do start to work out because you're not only asking for what you want you're living it and you know these manifesting ideas these dreams that start to turn into reality because you're living the life you want and you're attracting all the right things into your life this great things will start to happen. Though what you then need to recognize is when these good changes are starting to happen, how do you harness that? How do you how do you take those great things and move forward with them? Because if you start to see good things happen in your life and you don't do anything with it, then it's kind of a waste of time. So you are the one that is in control of your life. You are the one that needs to take charge of where your life is going because you're the only one that can make those real changes you can't wait for it to happen you need to move forward you need to make it happen so i guess the next part of this uh, episode is talking a little bit more about me um let's get into my recent self-discovery which really was the turning point for me to start this podcast now my friends will know exactly what i'm talking about uh when i when i discuss this but we'll date it back to around september last year when i took what has turned out to be quite the fortuitous trip to new york oh my god the most amazing city if you have not been to new york you have to go i implore you it's one of those cities where you can't actually describe to anyone what it's like you just have to go there and you have to experience it for yourself so if you haven't been there book a ticket i've got some friends in flight center they can hook you up um anyway back to the story so at the time i was getting over a pretty messy heartbreak it was one of those on off situations where i look back and i literally did everything that i advised my friends not to do but of course even if we can give the best advice to everyone else we know it's nothing if you can't give it to yourself and we are our own worst critic right it's it's so hard sometimes to look at yourself in the mirror and say, how or why am I letting someone treat me like this? Why am I putting myself in this situation? You know, why am I not taking my own advice? It's honestly some of the hardest, it's the hardest thing to do, I think at times, but you know, we learn, we live and we learn and you can't be too hard on yourself, but it is wild when you look back and think if I was me right now, back then, I would have handled this so differently. But in saying that, those times in your life where you feel that you, you know, could have behaved so much better or you weren't living how you are living now, those mistakes you made that you deem as mistakes needed to happen for you to be where you are today. You know, those times taught us those invaluable lessons. They led us to the life path that we're following now. So, if we acted as well as we think we could have acted now back then, we wouldn't be where we are today. We'd be in a completely different situation. Whether that's good or bad, as long as you can recognize that, that's what's important. You know, so when you look back and you think of those moments where you were perhaps embarrassed, ashamed, or even baffled at yourself, be a little bit kinder, be a little bit kinder to yourself. Um, you know, you those times happen for a reason. They took you to where you are now. And no matter how much you want to look back at that and say, oh, I should have done this differently. Oh, you know, I can't believe I did that. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like you can't change the past. It's happened. Get over it. Whatever. 
as long, like you can't change what's happened. What you can change now is how you move on from that or how you live your life moving forward. And that's all that matters really. I know for me, if I hadn't gone through what I did in that relationship, I wouldn't have booked that ticket to New York, which then ended up being, as I said, that major turning point for changing my life for the better. So really it all works out. You just got to wade through the shit to get to the good bit. (laughs) Anyway, back to New York. Oh God, every time I think about that city, I get the chills. It was honestly one of those life-changing experiences, which I think we've all gathered by this point. Um, You know, I was able to completely shut the door on a chapter in my life and literally launch myself into a new one. Funnily enough, I was working for the company that just made me redundant a month ago, but you know, we're going to get into that another time. It was the epitome of a solo trip. Given my sister and mum joined me halfway through, um, but throughout the entire time I was putting myself out there, I was going to bars by myself, restaurants by myself, I was having all these new experiences, I even got a tattoo, I know, so bloody cliche. I go to New York to get over some trauma, become a change, better version of me, my own eat, pray, love, if you will. No shame, absolutely no shame at all. I loved it. I met some pretty incredible people as well. Uh, People in New York are fantastic. Side note, women. If you're looking for a bit of an ego boost, get yourself over there. Trust me, you're going to have more phone numbers and connections that you'll know what to do with. I honestly think some of the Aussie men here should take a note out of the um, the guys over there because they're so much more forward. They just, you know, they want to take you on a date. They'll just come up and ask you. It's um, extremely refreshing. So anyway, um, there was one person in particular, though, who has had an instrumental effect on me and who I am now as a person. Um, He's probably listening to this and going, oh, my God, I can't believe she's mentioning me. (laughs) But don't worry, perhaps we will have the pleasure of meeting him one day, but no guarantees. Um, When I left New York, aside from crying in the taxi on the way to the airport, my life started to have a real shift. Um, You know, I moved from being someone who was known for, uh, I guess, wearing a bit of a mask, um, not really being able to show their real emotions, um, being afraid of who they really are, holding this intense fear of judgment or worrying what other people will think of me, feelings of inadequacy, some of which I'm still working on today. Um, You know, I think for a lot of my life, um, I have really struggled with showing how I really feel. Um, I found it really hard to be vulnerable, to express my emotions, and to live authentically. Um, I'm always seen as the strong, resilient friend, the one that gets over everything. It's like water off a duck's back. And my friends have looked at me that way because that's what I've shown them. You know, it's they. It's through no fault of their own that they think that I'm the strong friend that never has any, any issues going on um, because I've never, well, until recently, um, I've never really being open with them around how I truly feel or when I'm really going through a hard time. So unless you communicate with your friends or those close to you that you are struggling and you're not strong all the time, you can't expect them to just be there for you all the time because you've shown them that you're someone that doesn't get upset or you're someone that doesn't struggle. You do get over things quickly. So that's what they'll expect. And of course, when I have you know, recently turned to friends and said, I'm actually struggling. I'm going through a really hard time. Of course, they're going to be there for you. But unless you communicate that with people, they're not going to know. So, you know, that's been a massive game changer for me, um, just being okay with not being okay. Um, Easier said than done. Trust me, 
taken me literally 20 years to figure that all out. Uh, But here we are. And look, I'm far from perfect. No one is. But what I am today is much more self-aware. I'm so much more in tune with myself as a person. And I'm just not afraid to express who I am, what I'm all about, my values, my way of living, which is how I can hope, how I hope I can help each of one of you develop as you come along with me on my little journey. Now, aside from the personal changes, I experienced some real life changes. Again, I was made redundant about a month ago. It has turned out to be an advantage in a way though. I have taken this obstacle and I've turned it into a bit of a benefit for me. You know, I'm pursuing my side ventures, podcast included, and I'm in the midst of moving into an incredible opportunity in a similar space to where I was that I would wouldn't have even had on my radar had I not been shafted. It's the way I'm living now and what I'm pursuing is so much more in line with my life aspirations and where I want to focus my energy. And it's going to benefit me more in the long run. Yes, you've got to make some sacrifices. Yes, you've got to put in the hours and you've sometimes you've got to slog it out a little bit. But as long as you're living the life that you want, that's what matters. You know, if you're putting in a million hours for a job that you don't even want to do for a company you don't even like, that's where you've got to make that change. You know, why waste your time living a life that doesn't even align with what you want? You know, we only get one life, live it the way you want to. I don't know. That's just how I'm deciding to live life now. (laughs) Um, Look, I essentially, I should be thanking the company for making me redundant. (laughs) Maybe I'll send them a little note. Um, I think something I want to talk about as well in this podcast is taking pain or discomfort and using it to your advantage. I think, look, obviously when something shitty happens, it's shit. (laughs) There's no, no pussyfooting around it. Like it's not a great time. You're not in a good space. Um, But how do you, you know, acknowledge how you're feeling, sit in that emotion of feeling like shit and then move on from that. And, you know, move past it and keep focusing on what you want um, without letting it completely overcome you and cripple you. I think that's something that I really focus on and I think um, I can help people with and that's what I want to help you with as well. Look, at the time when I got made redundant, it really hit me. Absolutely. I was not okay. I think I was in shock for about four days. My brain just like stopped working, literally. You know, you think your life is going to go one direction and it ends up going going the other. You, you're not expecting it and it just hits you, bam, just like that. And you got to deal with it. I, I think what I did struggle the most with though during that time was being alone. <laughs> yes, I have incredible friends the most amazing, supportive and loving family I could ask for. Though it's those moments of coming home to no one, aside from my dog, Theo, can't leave him out. You know, it's not having that person in the flesh to lean on, cry on, talk to. And as someone rightly said to me recently, be that default support person who will generally always be there for you. Now, this is definitely not a feel sorry for me angle. It's more of a, you know, if this resonates with you, you're not alone in feeling these thoughts. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are living by themselves, doing it all by themselves. You know, let's all rally together and understand how to best live through that. You know, trust me, being single and living alone has its benefits. You get the entire couch. You keep your place exactly how you like it. There's no fighting over the bathroom or remote. My remote doesn't work right now, but that doesn't matter. Um, you know, you can have a piece of peanut butter toast for dinner if you don't feel like cooking. You know, and really selfishly, 
the only person you have to answer to is yourself most of the time. But in saying that, living by yourself and doing it all by yourself can be really bloody hard and lonely. But my hope here is to share with you my experiences and ways of managing this and making the most of your situation because, you know, how do you learn to be your biggest cheerleader? How can you how can you take bets on yourself? How can you be confident enough or trust yourself enough to say, you know what, I can do this. I can make this change. I can make this happen for me and move forward with it. You know, how can you take those risks knowing that it is a risk, but you're doing what is intrinsically what you want? Because at the end of the day, the only person who can really get you through those dark times and through to the other side is you. So look, um, that brings us close to the end of this little introduction episode, but really this podcast is all about having a little bit of fun. We're going to get a little bit freaky. Uh, definitely. We're also going to get a little bit serious. We're going to talk about truly valuing yourself, how to live that most authentic life, living your life exactly how you want to live it and not letting someone else dictate that for you. You know, I'm so excited to take you on this little journey with me and I'll be learning as much as you are. Trust me. I am nowhere near, you know, where I want to fully be in life. Like I'm definitely on the path to making that happen, but there's plenty of these topics that I'm going to be working through myself. So I hope to discover just as much as you all, you know, we'll be having guests. We'll be having a few friends that I've lined up to talk about their experiences too, how they're living a life that serves them and not anyone else. You know, we're going to be doing Q and A's. I want to get people involved as much as possible in this um, so that we can all rally together help each other move towards living a life that is your most authentic one. So again, thank you so much for listening to episode one of Not So Vanilla, the not so traditional journey of a 30 something kind of single woman creating her most authentic life with a side of sex.